0: The third day of the Yom Kippur War. Two religious soldiers, Hillel Unzdofer and Ari Gesner, were sent to the Metzach outpost near the Suez Canal. Their position commanded the view of the entrance by land to the outpost. They started talking and reminisced about their common experiences in Yeshiva High School. Afterwards, they tried to relieve the stress by taking guesses as to the length of the war. It's not a simple matter, Hillel said. Look at how many dead and wounded we have here. The number of healthy soldiers in the outpost only comes to 15 now. Ari was more optimistic. This story can't last more than a week. On Simcha's Torah, with God's help, we'll be home with all this behind us. Simcha's Torah, of which year, Hill asked with a dour smile. The whole time, a rare silence reigned around them. Despite the quiet, Hill and Ari were concerned that something was about to happen. Maybe we should say Tehillim, Psalms, Ari suggested suddenly. Tehillim, echoed Hillel. Do you know any Tehillim by heart? We can begin with Pesuket de Zimra, which we say every morning in Chakras, in morning prayers, Ari answered with a smile. And why not? You have anything better to do? Hillel shook his head. Truth is, not really. And the two began, began reciting Tehillim. At first, each of them said it on his own. Afterwards, they decided to upgrade their plan And each read a chapter aloud, as the other said it along with him in an undertone. His eyes focused on their surroundings. They alternated that way. Hillel said a chapter of Telem aloud as Ari kept watch, and then vice versa. During that time, the Egyptians renewed their attacks on the outpost and shelled it with their artillery. From time to time, Egyptian commando squads attempted to infiltrate from the south, west, and north, but those attempts were thwarted by shooting from the soldiers in Metzach. At the same time, Egyptian forces that had infiltrated into Sinai attempted to cross the Pegisha Lexicon crossroads in order to get to the outpost. At a certain point, when Hillel's turn came to say a chapter of Talim, he suddenly heard Ari scream from the other side of the post, Hillel, come here quickly. Look what's going on there. Hillel ran there, and what he saw made his hair stand on end. A convoy of tanks and trucks was driving up the road leading to the outpost, with nothing blocking their way. They were only a several-minute drive away. Hill and Ari felt clearly and even somewhat came to terms with the fact that those were the final moments of their lives. Hill, terrified to the depth of his soul, began to eulogize himself with a form of black humor. I'm sure the Rosh will come to our houses to console our families. Nichom of At first, he'll sit at the side, sighing and crying, and afterwards, he'll tell them how I was okay. Before Ari finished the sentence, he burst into bitter tears. Hill's eyes filled with tears as well. And he became choked up, barely able to get a word out. And then they decided to say another chapter of Tehillim. Perhaps the last parak of their lives, the last chapter of their lives. hillel looked out, estimating how much time it would take for the convoy to reach them. And they said the chapter slowly, word by word. For the first time in his life, he understood what true prayer was. As his heart tried to understand the words his mouth was uttering. Lamnatzeach <laughs> mizmor la David. For the conductor, psalm of David. May Hashem answer you on the day of trouble. May the name of the God of Jacob fortify you. May he send you help from a sacred place. And may he support you from Zion. When he reached the end of the chapter, he paused for a second. And then with great fervor, he cried out from the depth of his soul. These people come in chariots and those on horses, but we will invoke the name of God. They will kneel and fall, but we will rise and gain strength. Hashem save us. May the king answer us on the day we call. And then, just as those words left his lips... They suddenly heard a resounding boom. Right before their eyes, the lead tank and the truck behind it flew in the air. When they landed on the ground, they went up in flames. When the cloud of dust settled, Hill and Ari couldn't believe their eyes. The entire convoy did an about-face and tried to flee. Just then, heavy fire opened on them from the Egyptian side of the canal, which caused truck after truck and tank after tank to go up in flames. The attacked Egyptian's convoy returned fire, causing heavy losses to those shooting from the other side of the canal. By that time, Hillel and Ari were completely confused. The convoy was an Egyptian one, and the fire hitting them was also Egyptian. Not long afterward, the mystery was solved. It turned out that several hours after the Egyptians crossed the Suez Canal and swept into Sinai, they spread out mines along the road, leading to the post so that Israeli tanks wouldn't be able to reinforce the post. It seemed as if they forgot about the mines, or there was a lack of communication between the units, and the Egyptian convoy accidentally drove over the mines their forces had left. Their counterparts on the other side of the canal thought that the sound of the explosions was fire from an Israeli convoy attacking them. And so they shot at them, only to have the shots return to their own forces. They will crouch and fall, and we will stand and be supported. Hillel repeated in a loud voice. Awash with tears, Hillel and Ari fell on one another's shoulders, with tears running down their faces. This time, cathartic tears. When they recovered, Hillel said to Ari, Now I understand the verse. Hashem will fight for you, and you will remain silent. Shemot 14.14 Thank you, Rabbi Tzvi Nakar, from 24-7, for this amazing and true story. May we be privileged to understand the power of every word of true prayer.